This is Betty Collins, and we are Inspiring Women, presented by Bradyware. This is the podcast that advances women towards economic, social, and political achievement. I am here to inspire you to take steps to the next level in your career. Thanks for listening and investing your time in yourself. More about Inspiring Women in this episode can be found at bradyware.com slash resources. So, question of the day. Who are you hanging with these days? In your personal life, your professional life? Are you okay with it? Do you like it? When you think about the people that you're surrounded with, is, is there a contentment there? Is there an excitement there? I know that the people that I surround myself with, it's just human nature. You become who you are with. So yep, I'm sure you've heard that from your parents more than once, but it's really true. Um, most of the time, probably 99% of the time, I really separate my personal and my business life. Uh, I, I'm not very comfortable mixing those two. I, I kind of protect my personal life. But I have the same process and the same expectation when it comes to who I hang with. So so I want to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, my personal life, you know, personal life and personal relationships are kind of seasonal. You know, you, you go through different things. And so who you hang out with in that personal life is probably a little bit different based on where you are in your season. 20s are different than 30s. 30s are different than 40s, etc. You might have, um, you know, you're older. You got kids. You don't have kids. You, maybe your kids are in college. Maybe um, you're in the grandparenting thing. I've generally known a lot of people, but really nobody. That's kind of would define me. My personal circle is pretty small pretty uh, protected. But I will tell you, I've had one best friend for since 1980. She was my roommate in college, and she just happened to marry my brother. And if you know me, you know her. And to this day, we still talk every day at 7 a.m. about the same stuff. It's just a different day. She has been through all the seasons of my life and really knows the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I don't know that that's very common today, that people have that long of relationships. So in that case, I really, you know, I definitely have hung out with the right person for me personally. Obviously, my family and those type of relationships are, are right where I want them to be. It just flows. It's, it's just good. But I really want to talk more about your business relationships. You know, for many years of my career, I was about the work. I was about the task. I was raised to be a tasker. That's just what you did. <laughs> you got it done. And the project or the priority was the issue. Uh, the relationships probably were just an afterthought or part of the task or part of the project. Um, I didn't really focus on those. But I had a really a mindset change about that probably, oh, I'm going to say eight to ten years ago. I started really valuing the relationship first. And I began to be very selective about who I hung around with. In business, I think that's really important because you work 40 years in a career and you do it all day long. So those relationships are really, really huge. So I kind of switched my mindset and now it wasn't the task. It wasn't the project. It wasn't getting it was done. It was who am I doing business with? Who am I surrounding myself with? And then... I get to the task at hand. I have a lot of different relationships as a business owner and a CPA, but I think probably if you're in the marketplace or whether you teach at a school or, you know, whether you're a, a, a single LLC out of your house, 
you probably still have these kind of relationships. You know, I'm in the marketplace every day. Somewhere I'm getting it done. But who I'm getting it done with is not negotiable. So I want to challenge you with that today. You know, those relationships are the owners of who you work for. Maybe you are the owner. Um, Of course, we're around clients or customers. Prospects, you know, you're always chasing someone, hopefully, especially if if you're the rainmaker in your life. Um, And then connectors, you know, people are everywhere and there's so many places that you can go be at, right? There's organizations and social media have made it very, very easy to join everything under the sun, go to everything under the sun and and meet the people that you want to connect with. And then I I kind of added to that organizations, you know, where do you, who do you volunteer with? Who do you put your heart and soul into? Those are things that, man, hanging with the right people are really important because life is just too short. You, you want to be look back without regret. So where do you start? How do you know if you're hanging with the right people? And you, probably, you might want to do this in the privacy of your home because you, you might find out, oh my goodness, why am I hanging with these people? But you really have to kind of do a couple of things. First is, what do you value in a relationship? You've got to ask that question. The other is, you really got to define what is not okay with relationships. So I would challenge you to make a list of all your relationships personally and professionally and really look at them and ask the question, am I hanging with the right people? And you might find that change probably needs to happen or you just live in a perfect bubble. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. I'm glad you have that. No. So, I mean, I've done this in my own life and, you know, what do I value in relationships are the obvious things that we probably would all say. You know, I like authentic people, level-headed. They got to be honest acceptance is huge for me. You know, this is what you get when you get me. Uh, They got to enjoy life and be positive. I cannot take people who drain me. Uh, Trustworthiness is a huge deal. I like people to hang with people who think gossip is offensive and blame gaming is not allowed. I like that. And I really value relationships that, that are kind of personal first and then you get to the business of the day. Those can work together. Also, you have to kind of ask yourself, it's real easy to go, here's what I value in relationships, but here's what's not okay. You got to make sure you know what that is and stick to it. Uh, they cannot take more than they give all the time. There are times in life people need you more than, than and you got to be the giver, right? They cannot be dishonest. That's an easy one. Some people can solve problems in your life and some people are the problem. Know the difference. I'm a CPA. I'm a pretty practical person. So you can't always think with your emotions every minute of the day. It's okay, but I, I got to have some balance with that. And negative, negative people, there's always a reason why something's happened to them. Do you have those people in your life? When I'm saying these things that are not okay, are people coming right to your mindset? You know, write it down. <laughs> you know, if you go make your list of who you hang with and what do you value and, and then what is not okay – Now you have to go, how do I get those value relationships? Because I don't know that I have those. Two things you really have to be honest with is you got to be valuable to the relationship and those values have to be evident in your life. If if you're not perceived as as an honest person because you're not, (laughs) why would you think you're going to hang with honest people? If you're a real Debbie Downer, negative, everything's awful, why do you think really happy, rosy, everything's good people are going to hang with you? You know, they're just probably not. So it's one thing to say, here's what I value, here's what's not okay, and here's the people in my life 
and I'm just going to get rid of everyone and start over. <laughs> I think, too, when you're looking at valuable relationships, are you going to be valuable in the relationship? And are those things evident in your life? I will say this in the nicest way that I can. Toxic relationships only mean that you will be constantly detoxing. <laughs> Nobody wants to live in a detoxing situation all the time. And life is just too short. Let's talk a little bit more about who's in your life right now in those business relationships because I kind of want to focus on that. But really, these principles apply to your personal life. So, you know, those owners, those people that you work for, and even if you are the owner, maybe the people you own with, okay, or maybe you are just it and there's no owners, so this one doesn't apply to you. What is the top of your organization like? Who are you giving to a day-to-day basis? Are you inspired Are these people that go, man, that's who I want to be. That's what I want to be like. Do you trust them? Do you want to be them? I had a very interesting um, conversation with an employee probably 10 years ago, and this was something that really struck me. I said to him, yeah, you know, you could be this. You could be Betty Collins. You could do my job. And he looked right at me and said, I would never do and be what you are. No way, no how. And he wasn't saying that nastily to me personally. He just, I didn't inspire him as an owner to want to do what I did because he looked at how I did it. It was way too, just way too much. And I said, well, explain that to me. And he just said, I would never work like you work and you're consumed. It's constant chaos. How do you do that? That's not inspiring to me. So owners, who is that owner you're working for? Those relationships are important. You may not interact with that owner every day, if you're, especially if you're in a big company. But from a distance, you got to look at that. Then you do have those, owner, or the, those people that are in your life. They are those managers. They're who you report to, right? I would ask this of you. Are they engaging? Are they teaching you? Or are you just making them look good? Are you learning? Depends on where you are in your career, but are they really helping you with a path? Or is it that you're never going to get past them in the path, even if they don't want to go further? So you got to ask that on your managers. And do you respect those people that you report to? Huge. You may not. You may not always get to have that privilege, but you got to ask it. And do you want to follow in their footsteps and keep going past them because of what's next in your company or in, in your career? Those are things. So different relationships. Who are you hanging with? Managers and owners, people you report to. Then there's your peers. You know, everyone has peers. Even if you're a single LLC at home, you have people that do what you do. You have people that are your age that do what you do. What's that culture like in your industry? What's that culture like with your people? What's that culture like within your office if you do go to one? And do the people around, look at your cubicle right now and go out of your cubicle and look, are these the people that you want to be with? Do they value what you value? Do they have the attitudes what you have? Because you will become your peer. You probably will. (laughs) So if your office is surrounded with a bunch of people in it that are negative and trying to get each other or it's a constant, you know, drama, you got to ask those things. Who are you hanging with? Are these the people that I want to hang with? My peers. And if you have to always go outside of your office to find the right peers, (laughs) you probably need to just leave your office and not just go out of it and look at those peers that you really look to. And then there's those relationships of clients. 
You know, just because somebody breathes doesn't make them a good client. Just because you got the sale and it's a big one doesn't make it the right one. So in, again, who am I hanging with? Do these clients value me? Do they have way too high of expectations? Am I a commodity? Or is this relationship-based? They see the value of what I do and they get it. Um, doesn't mean you just, you know, take them for the run, but I mean, they got to have that mutual respect back to you. That's all, that's someone you're hanging with, right? So I remember being in a marketing class and um, trying, kind of a rainmaker type class, but it wasn't that. And they said, so describe your best client on paper, write down who they are, write down why you like them, write down what they do, et cetera, et cetera. So I did all that. I was like, oh, this is easy. I know who my favorite client is. And then they said, now, look at your pipeline list. Is anybody in that list look like who you just described? And absolutely not. I wasn't even trying for that same industry. And it really dawned on me. Clients need to be, I mean, who are you hanging with? And why are you going with somebody that, that isn't like your favorite client or your best client? Then there's those prospects, everybody we think we need to, to hang with, right? Some people are just name droppers, really annoying, right? You have to ask yourself certain things about your prospects or, you know, is, do they even look like that favorite client? Do they look like your, your best client? I remember having a financial planner come to me and really wanted to be my financial planner, so we began to have a relationship, and then when I actually did his tax work, I was appalled at the condition of his financial life. So why would I even look at him as a client or pursue that when I'm going, wow, you're not valuing what I value, and what you're telling me you value is not even close. So again, those prospects that we're trying to get into the door with, because everyone is, do they look like your favorite client? Otherwise, why are you hanging with them? Why are you trying to pursue them? I think the biggest thing I've had to learn in the last five years is the connectors. You want to get to the right people because those right people might get you to the right client, right? And they might get you to that prospect because they know it. And then that becomes that big new client. Um, it might just be that next new job that gets you in the door. So connections are very important. So you got to treat that connector life just like you do your manager life and your peer life and those relationships that you're hanging with. It's all who you know. It's not about name dropping. That's annoying. But if you're a small business advisor or your services and products are about a small company, why would you go to lunch with a banker that takes care of large clients or middle market? Why would you do that? You're not going to have any synergy. And so you're just having lunch with a banker. That's not connection. If you are in the finance world, why would you go to a health fair and pick up everyone's cards and they're yoga instructors? And nothing wrong with yoga instructors. It's just you're probably not going to find a really good connector there. You're maybe finding a client, but not a connector. If you only deal in large clients, you know, you got to have someone who has X dollars in revenue, you know, 50 million to 100 million, and you decide to go to a small local chamber, you're probably not going to find a whole lot of connection there. You just had another lunch. You just had another dried chicken, right? <laughs> Nothing wrong with the chamber, especially if you're, you're, you cater to small businesses, right? You got to look at those connections when you're making them because they can consume your time. I could go to lunch three times a day. 
Sometimes I feel like I do that. But, um, and I could have breakfast every morning with somebody, but I can't, I gotta watch who I hang with in this area because it's just lunch, it's just breakfast. And, and, and those, those I say for maybe my family, right? Those are like with friends. You know, you got to always go with, with connections. You go, you know, if you're on a diet, why are you going to McDonald's for lunch? <laughs> it's just not the right fit if you're on a diet. Would you buy your uh, wedding dress at Kohl's? Probably not. So think about that when you're trying to make connections to get to the next levels or get to the next job or to get your name out there. It makes a huge difference. So who are you hanging with? You know, we've talked about the different relationships in business. We've talked a little bit about your personal life, you know, making sure that that's pretty protected and good. They were both same process when you're looking at the value of those relationships. But there's also the, the whole organization, you know. Hopefully, maybe I should challenge you, but there should be organizations out there in your life surrounded with a lot of volunteers that have some type of purpose that you can put your, your heart and soul into. It's kind of like the icing on the cake in your life when you can find an organization you believe in. For me, that would be NABA, which is the National Association of Women Business Owners, or the WSBA. I partner with those two groups a lot. And um, the reason I do is the people within the organizations who I want to hang with. They're the right people. They meet the criteria for me. I'm not going to go somewhere and, and, and invest my time and volunteer my time with the wrong people. So hopefully I've challenged you enough to have you just sit back and observe who's in your life, business and professional. What do you value in relationships and what is not okay? Most people will tell you the most important people you hang with is your family and those close friends I just don't entirely agree with that statement. I, of course, I've also told you that I protect that personal side of my life. So obviously it matters, but it also really matters who you choose in, biz in the business world as well. Choose your career and your professional life relationships very carefully and make sure that they're valuable and that they're worth the investment and the energy that it takes. You have 40 years to do a career build wealth, be with people, and have relationships. Make sure you're hanging with the right people. Only you can make that decision and choice. As your career advancements continue, your financial opportunities will continue to grow. Be prepared. Visit bradyware.com resources to download a copy of the financial checklist for every stage of your life, Everything about the Inspiring Woman's podcast, this episode, and Bradyware and Company Accounting Services can be found in the podcast show notes. Coming up, I got to interview Derek Grasso, who is the CEO and founder of Columbus Young Professionals. It's a club of about 20,000 people that he started in 2005, and he's going to give us some perspective definitely on hanging with the right people in all aspects of our lives. So make sure you stay tuned for that interview. Derek started here in 2005, um, just came to Columbus not knowing anyone 
and has built this organization. Through his leadership, they've offered hundreds of events, they established thousands of connections, and they volunteer all over Columbus. Um, they've do- donated more than a half a million dollars to local charity and contributed about $2.7 million in economic impact in Central Ohio since its inception. So that's pretty significant. Derek also advises young professional organizations and membership clubs around the country through his company called the, the Grosso Group. He's an entrepreneur, a leadership consultant, and a public speaker. So stay tuned. As I said at the end of our podcast, that we were going to introduce the CEO of Columbus Young Professionals, Derek Grosso. And Derek is just, if there's one person who knows how to hang around with the right people and get the right people to come together, it would be him. Um, he's built an organization pretty, pretty quickly over a time period with 20,000 people in it. So today, Derek, I would like you just to talk for a few minutes about what you do and um, your organization. Well, I'm happy to do so. And thank you so much for asking me to uh, talk with you a little bit more about the subject. When I first moved to Columbus, which was uh, back in 2005, I uh, I moved here. I didn't go to Ohio State. I didn't grow up around here. So I always kind of say that I had two strikes against me. And so I moved here knowing one person and I saw a need for, for myself to connect and network in the community and get to know the city. And I also saw a need for others to do the same. So the organization was born out of that simple idea. And it quickly turned into something where a lot of people were engaged with the organization coming out to our events. So it turned into a full-time job for me. But the organization at its heart is about connecting our members who are in their 20s, 30s, and some in their early 40s with one another, with opportunities to network, to meet new friends, to play on sports teams, to give back to the community, and really to build their capacity of learning, leadership, and all the great things that there are in the city of Columbus and the region. It's all those things and more. We have a, ne- a network of over 20,000, making us the largest in the country. We also host about 150 events a year. So there's a lot of connecting. We're definitely trying to get people to hang with the right crowd at our events. And we also, we, uh, we contribute a lot back to the community. We donate our time to the tune of about 10,000 volunteer hours a year. So there's a lot of connecting and giving back in, in and around the city. There's sports leagues. We have um, two magazines that we publish. We're actually also in Nashville, Tennessee with the a sister group that we started, and we have a number of, of big events that range from um, a few hundred people to a few thousand people in attendance. You know, I tried to learn as well as execute a lot of the ins and outs to let people know it's not always easy to connect, but it's, but it's much easier if you put yourself out there, you have a positive mentality, and you also let people know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this from the perspective of trying to interact and meet people, not necessarily to take something from them. And I think people appreciate that authenticity while at the same time they, they're looking to learn and grow and develop, whether it's in business or in any other area, the same way. So it's very important when I tell people, be yourself, but get outside your comfort zone in any area, uh, whether you're trying to make a sale or you're trying to get a new job or, or move to a new city, whatever the case may be, it's about the relationships that you develop. Well, obviously, you've been very successful at not only having relationships in your life, but building a very successful organization. So I am sure, no doubt, that connections aided you to have that success. Tell us how you select which relationships that you develop. I try to think that I'm a good judge of character, you know, as everyone likes to, to, to feel that they are. And so when I'm interacting with people, I'm always, I'm always trying to, you know, offer up nonverbal cues, you know, a firm handshake, a, a smile, 
looking people in the eyes. And that's just the kind of way that I would like for people to interact with me. Uh, Patrick Donadio, who uh, has helped develop some of our uh, programs on communication and, and helped us you know, speak at some of our events. He's a local author and speaker. He talks a little bit about building relationships and communicating with impact. And one of the things that stuck out to me that when I look at building those relationships and pursuing the right ones, he says, everybody knows the golden rule, which is treat others as you would have them treat you. And he also, he talks about the platinum rule, which is treat people the way that they want to be treated. So it's very important not just to think about how you would like for people to treat you, but also how they would like to be treated in return. And that's very important when you're pursuing relationships and trying to figure out which ones to develop. If, if someone's really not into helping others, or at least if they're all about themselves, which we, we meet those people from time to time, and that's okay. Sometimes it's, it's not a bad thing to just kind of look at that opportunity and just say, you know, we don't want to, um, we can't focus on that, controlling that situation, but we can focus on who we spend our time with. Well, that that's great segue into to kind of my next question. If someone is pursuing a relationship with you, or you see this at your organization, I'm sure it's voiced to you, but you don't see value in it, whether it's business or even personal, what do you do with that? You know, it's tough because we want to be polite. Um, I'm always trying to be the nice guy, but but sometimes you also have to you know make sure that you're not you're not focused on pleasing everybody, and that's a that's something in sales, that's something in relationships, personal, professional. But I think that honesty and openness is helpful. So for example, a lot of times I'll I'll be introduced to people and they'll and they'll uh, want to meet with me, and that's great. I love meeting with people. I love interacting. If I can provide some value, some connections, but sometimes people just just want to get together because, and there's not like a real purpose behind it. And I, and I know that everybody's busy and the purpose might just be to get to know you a little better and that's fine. But at the same time, when you're meeting with someone and, and you're talking with them and you, and you maybe feel like you don't see value in it, I think you can kind of emphasize some of your expectations while at the same time saying no, because a lot of people have a hard time saying no to things. And Sometimes that's a 30-minute coffee meeting. Oh, you know, what's coffee? But if you take that 30 minutes and you value the time that you're spending with yourself and really investing in what you're doing, I think you're going to quickly see that sometimes you have to say no to these opportunities. And sometimes being open and honest and saying, hey, look, you know, I'm really excited to talk with you about this. But maybe introducing them to another person would be a better a better step because if you can't figure out what the goal is, it's really difficult for you to move forward without wasting everyone's time. Ultimately, I think that as everyone is focused on the value that they bring to the table, you also have to you have to be focused on the value that you're bringing to yourself. You don't want to lose sight of that when we're in these connecting opportunities, because quite frankly, there's only so many hours in the day, so many days in the week. Right. You know, I mean, I, I always say this. I could have lunch three times a day with the amount of people sometimes that want to help me or help my clients, and they're just mm-hmm. not the fit, right? So I try to yeah. move on. But sometimes, exactly. you know, we've been talking a lot about, hey, the connection, let's make the connection. But what do you consider once that connection you decide I can make and pursue this or I'm not going to pursue it because now I want this to be a successful relationship? You know, right. what, do you, what do you do to build upon those relationships that you can see the success? Whenever I'm looking to build on relationships, I always want to know not just what the short-term value is, but what's the long-term value. How can, if, if I'm in a room with somebody and I value my time, I value other people's time, I also want to value the future time that we have together. So if we're just getting together and getting to know each other and, and building those connections, I mean, 
And I've got plenty of, of, of folks who I've never met in person who I'm connected with on LinkedIn. And there's, there's a way of vetting or there's a, there's kind of like another endorsement, another person that I know. And sometimes that's helpful and sometimes it's not because, you know, if you don't know someone in real life, do you really know them in the virtual world? I think that, you know, when you really want to be successful in, in building relationships, it's, it's simply that. It's how do we build this relationship? How do we help each other? And then the people who we're connected with. And I think that when you're just thinking about what's the next step, what's the next action, and that helps because you have a clear vision. You know, I don't mind grabbing drinks every so often or getting coffee or tea with someone. I think it's Keith Ferrazzi. His book is on uh, Never Eat Alone. So there's a lot of good gems in terms of getting connected. You know, as you're, as you're mentioning, are you hanging with the right crowd? You have to be reassessing that. A lot of times that changes over the course of your career or your life that you're hanging with people who are connecting with the things that you need right now. And at the same time, the things that you can provide for them. And that relationship could change or, or improve or evolve over years or over time. So I think it's nice to think about what the future could hold. And then you have a clearer direction versus, hey, let's just get together and see what happens. When you really want to be successful in building relationships, you really need to be a little bit more selective in the time that you spend just kind of hanging out. Yeah, definitely. Now, here's a tougher question. And um, <laughs> hopefully you could share honestly, but not use names. Okay. So have you ever been in a relationship that went sour and how did you end it? Did you, you know, end it gracefully? Did you, you know, how does that play out? Because sometimes they're just there and you've got to detox your life. And it does happen. And um, when that does happen, sometimes I always look into every opportunity as, as a way to make a good impression. Every opportunity to meet someone to interact, to promote my business, my brand. But sometimes it just doesn't work. And that could be the the really trying not to focus on things you can't control. If you did something wrong, apologize for it, move on. If you did something that is, you know, destructive, you start to re-examine what it is you're doing in these relationships. Um, burning bridges is never a good idea, no matter how upset or pissed off or disastrous it is for the bottom line. I will say, though, when you're dealing with unreasonable people, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, you're in a relationship uh, in the community, with the community. And so, all of the people who talk and don't and don't talk, it's always nice when people can say nice things about you when you're not in the room, because that amplifies your you know your relationship building and, and connectability. But it also it sends the right energy out to the universe, as right. I like to think. Right. And so if these things happen, you know if it's your fault, it, it, you know sometimes it's not always our fault, but it seems like it is. So when a relationship or if a relationship goes sour, maybe it's salvageable or maybe it's not. But I think you have to. If you did something wrong, apologize for it, learn from it. There's things you can't control. And many of those things are other people's perspective or other people's minds. If you're trying to sell them something or you're trying to offer them something and they just don't get it, you can't really be, you know, in their ear buzzing too much because then you start to become the, the person who's too aggressive or too obnoxious. Right. And so sometimes just taking some time to have some quiet time, I like to uh, recharge the battery and sometimes spend time alone or with others who you, who you really um, can can kind of pump you up, not yes men or yes women, but people who really right. you know have your best interest. And so, uh, really focusing on on the positive versus the negative that can help you get out of those situations, but also can help you reflect and make sure. Oh man, I, I, if I did something wrong, don't do it again. And you know, realizing that there are going to be some times where other people are just going to not not be worth your time, quite frankly, or maybe they're just acting or or they're just unreasonable. You know, there's a lot of good people out there. There's also a lot of idiots out there, too. So, yeah. 
you know, we don't want to waste our time trying to convince somebody when they're just never going to listen or they're never going to understand your perspective. Well, I, you know, I appreciate you being very honest with that because it's, it can be hard to end something or to get, realize this is not the relationship you want in your life. But, you know, yeah. we have different relationships in business for sure. I mean, you, the owners that you work for or maybe the owners that you are partnered with, your managers, that direct report, your peers, your clients, prospects, people you think you want to get to know, and then organizations that you volunteer in. If you can give us one takeaway today on and giving some advice to our listeners, just one really strong takeaway, how can you be more strategic in developing relationships? That's a great question. I could give you many, many tips and suggestions. But the one thing I'll say is when you're trying to build and develop those strategic relationships, I think you do need to to sit and, and spend time, whether it's during the day, during the week, or maybe it's like a retreat session. Take the time as an individual, whether you run a business, whether you work for somebody, whether you're, we've got a side hustle, whatever it is that you do, take some time so that you can figure out what it is that you want to do, get it clear in your head, and then go for it. Um, there's a lot of books that are on my bookshelf, and some of them I get the chance to read the whole the whole book, and sometimes I get the Cliff Notes or the Spark Notes version. But ultimately, I think that if you're focusing on time to learn and you know sharpen the saw and really try to be strategic, it's, it's a lot of self-reflection. That's what we put out, what we get back, what we put out into the universe. When we're connecting with people, I, I think that when I'm Connecting with someone, if they make me feel good about myself and what I'm doing, I want to talk with them more. I want to converse with them. I want to send them business. It's not something where you want to have people that are brown nosers, but you know that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying people who are complimentary and make you feel good and positive about what you do, because we all do great things, and some of us do things better than others, and we can continue to learn. But the one advice I would say is, you know, surround yourself with the right people, as you mentioned. You'll get an internal gauge the more people you interact with. Who are the people who you really connect with? Who are the people who are in your neighborhood? That that Not just that you want to do business with, but these are the type of people who you feel, this is an important part of my life, and it makes me feel good, and it makes me self-reflect in a good way, not look down at my shoes and be embarrassed or be sad or be you know depressed and upset. And when you're talking to people, I think if you're positive, if you're uplifting, and if you have something important and valuable to say, they're going to respond and you're going to help them in many ways, just as much as yourself. Well, there's no doubt that you know how to hang with the right people. Started with one in 2005 and, and now you're at 20,000 and more. So I just so appreciate you joining us today and talking about this subject because I think it's just important for people to have some perspective on it. And uh, we wish you the best of success in what you're doing um, with your local sister place in Tennessee. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Thanks.